Welcome to the Fundraising Freedom Podcast with Mary Valoni. I'm your host, Mary Valoni, and this is the place where fundraisers come to be encouraged, empowered, and educated on how to raise more funds and have more freedom. Welcome to episode 180. Hey guys, we're going to be talking about how to create a personal or an organizational budget that actually works for you here coming into 2021. Now, I know that budgeting is something that some people love and other people hate, right? It's There's a love-hate relationship with the budget. And for many of you, you've probably already gone through the budgeting process. Process. Usually that happens in the fall time as you're preparing for the next year. But you may be in a, in a season where, hey, things are just changing every single day, right? We never know what tomorrow's going to bring. So you're always creating that budget that is evolving and that you're able to edit as you move along. So today's conversation is probably not going to like be this brand new information that you've never heard of before. But I think that what we can do today is we can actually talk through, is your budgeting working for you? And if it's not working for you, then let's make changes. Let's make those changes so that 2021 is a year that you actually meet your budget, meet and exceed (laughs) in revenue, exceed in revenue for 2021. Now I work with a lot of organizations, hundreds of organizations, right? And as I work with these organizations, what I find is that so many of them do not have a number, a fundraising number that they're actually working towards. Many times they get into this, you know, just this cycle of where they just want more. And if if it's your personal budget, if it's your organizational budget, I get it. We all want more. Who doesn't want more, right? And so as you're thinking through this, I want you to see how important it is that you actually have a clear number, an actual fundraising goal that you're working towards, because it's just too easy to have a conversation with somebody and just invite them to be a part of what you're doing and then forget that they actually need a number that they can't just go off of, well, we want to do more. We want to raise more. We want to impact more lives. The more we have, the more we can do. Well, that is, yes, (laughs) so true. Very, very true. But they actually need an actual number. So I don't want you just to like randomly pick a number and say, you know what, we're going to raise $100,000 this year. That is not a, a great way to budget. It's not a great way to fundraise or to invite other people to be a part of your work. So here's what I want to do. I want to just share some, just some tips. I've got, I've got a few of them to go through and how do we create this budget so that it's effective and it works in 2021. So 2021, I anticipate will be a combination of 2019 and 2020. So if you look back and you reflect back on 2019 and you're like, okay, how much did we raise? What kinds of, you know, what kind of work did we do in 2019? We're probably going to pick up about 50% of that normal behavior and 50% of 2021 after March, where we had to modify everything. So 2021, you're probably still going to have online events. You're probably still going to have the social distancing and possibly doing a lot of things on Zoom and working through major gifts, uh, shifting that fundraising around so that you can modify your behavior to fit the season that we're in. So if you were planning in 2020 early on when you created your budget for last year, you probably had some events in the mix and you weren't able to fulfill them, which caused some challenges and it caused you to have to reshift and reevaluate. 
So as we move into 2021, I want you to first off, number one, number one, I want you to look at where your money went. So we have 11 months behind us and partially, you know, the month of December. So go back through. And by the way, I have been working on my budget for hours. It's time consuming. <laughs> so I work on my budget every single week. And I know that some people don't look at their budget very often. And I am a stickler for the budget because the budget tells you where your money is going and it tells you where it went. And now as you put numbers on a sheet of paper, when you budget, you're just randomly putting numbers down on a sheet of paper, right? Because you're just trying to get a good 10,000 foot view of what your budget looks like. So as you're putting those numbers down on paper, the best way to budget is to look at where did we spend the money last year? Now you may be a first year, you know, raising these funds or bringing in these dollars. And so you may not have years past to look at. So the best you can do is really just take a good guess at what it's going to take and start getting those numbers down on paper. So when you start assessing and you look at where has our dollars gone, where did we end up spending money? Maybe we didn't, you know, spend in certain categories like travel, conferences, training, some of those things in 2020, because that just didn't happen. And this year we're going to modify that. And we're going to start to add a little bit of that back probably for the second half of 2021, hopefully after we do get some sort of vaccine in the process, but that'll allow us then to start looking at, well, maybe we can do some events in the fall of next year, but maybe not huge ones, just small things that you can start to engage people back into face-to-face -face communication with your organization and with your cause. So where where's your money going? Assess where you're at. So we're going to evaluate what have we done, get all those numbers on a sheet of paper and start working towards 2021. I want you in this in this process, number two, to look at what your priorities are. What is most important? And in the previous episodes, I've talked a lot about going back to your vision of what is it that we're trying to do as an organization? What's the ultimate end result? Now, if you are a fundraiser, you don't have to, you're not responsible for the mission side of the organization. You obviously are just given a number from the mission side and they're telling you, hey, this is how much it's going to cost for us to do the work we're doing on the mission side. Here's your number. Now, that is actually an easier position to be in, right? Like that's the position I was in for many, many years where I just was told, Hey, go raise a quarter of a million dollars, go raise a half a million dollars. That's what your task is. And I never had to really come up with my number, so to speak, but I, I was able to create those stretch goals and, and really work with my committee to come up with a goal that we wanted to do as a team. So, but set your priorities. What are you spending those dollars on so that you know exactly how much money you need to raise? So, but, but first here in this step right here, this number two, we're just talking about what are the priorities? priorities. What's the most important things? Like if we had to cut everything, if next year we had to cut everything, what are the things that we will absolutely not cut? We are not going to touch that because that is our core mission. That is the core thing that we do. And we're not going to eliminate that. So make sure we have our priorities first on the list. All right. And then we're going to start to set these realistic goals. So we start to look at 
how much do we actually think that it's going to take based on, okay, we've looked at all the stuff from last year. We've looked at all of the, done our research from the past and we're seeing what is it actually going to take for us to do our mission well in 2021. And now we're starting to set some really clear numbers on a sheet of paper that's going to allow us to set those goals. And I find that once I can see the big 10,000 foot view of this whole thing, that allows me to really understand the dollars that we're trying to bring in. Now, when I was raising funds for my previous organizations, right, I kind of had a gauge on, hey, I was hired for a specific job. They told me how much we needed to raise and I was able to like really focus in on those numbers. But for me, I wanted, I knew that the mission was so much greater. And so I had a real like visceral reaction to the dollars. I had a, I knew exactly where that money was going to go as we raised it. So I felt really good about that that number. And I want that for you too. I want your goals to just feel really, really good. I know that when I work with organizations who are setting really big goals, they don't feel good about it because they don't feel like it's even possible. They don't even, they have no idea how it's actually going to happen. The budget, listen to this, the budget is what allows you to feel comfortable about making the ask. When you know where those dollars are going to go, you can answer your donors' questions. You can answer your prospective donors' questions because you know exactly how that money is going to be spent. If you are in a position where you're, if I say to you, hey, I want to give you $10,000 to your cause, and your immediate reaction isn't, we're going to do A, B, C, D with that money. If you are like, oh, I don't know what we would do with that money, you have a problem, okay? And and the reason why you're not seeing those gifts come into your cause is because you are not, you don't have a plan. And people who have money will smell that out. They will know that you are not prepared and you're not ready to receive their gift, which means they're not going to give it. So make sure that your budget is really clearly aligned so that you know when you're having that conversation with somebody, your mind shifts over during the conversation to those line items and you know, okay, they care about ABC. I'm going to tell them about those line items because I've already done my homework and I know exactly what's going to be in those spots. Okay. So this is how we set those realistic goals is because we know exactly where we want to spend the dollars and what's our priorities uh, so that we can make sure that those are the things we talk about when we're having these conversations. So the next thing, number four, is I want to make sure that you guys have clear categories. So if you're raising those funds in different buckets, so maybe you're raising funds from individuals, from companies, from organizations like churches or clubs, you know, like the Rotary Club or Kwanzaa or any of those kinds of groups, you want to start to look at those categories of income first, right? We want to look at the categories of income, and then we want to look at each category of income. What expenses are we going to have that correlate to that that category of income? So I'm talking right here just for this conversation today. I'm not talking about your mission side of your budget. I'm going to specifically talk about today, and, and as we're doing this, feel free to obviously update your budget if you oversee both sides of the budget, feel free to add your categories. But for today, the categories that I'm looking at are specific around the income. So what is it costing us to raise these dollars? This is your fundraising budget. So if you are someone who is responsible for the mission side and the fundraising side, you need two budgets. 
you need two budgets. You need to make sure that your mission is really clear on the expenses that it's going to take for the, that what you're going to do on the program side, and you're going to need to know your expenses on the fundraising side so that you are really clear on those percentages. Now, the government, Better Business Bureau, Charity Navigator, all of these organizations that are charity watchdogs, they are looking for how much you're spending on your program, on your administration, and on your fundraising. So I just want to make sure that when the all your expenses get down on paper, that you line into those the correct budget, you know, those percentages. We want to make sure that we don't over exceed, you know, our fundraising or our administrative costs and that we focus, you know, we, we spend majority of our money on the mission, which is what most donors want to see. And just as a reminder, if you are the program, remember this, if you are a one man show or a two man show and your program is you doing the work, you sitting down, you training, you helping that individual, you are the program. So anytime that you are the one who's putting out the results, that tangible stuff that's happening, like your organization wouldn't happen without you, you are the program. So your salary, everything that falls under those line items, that is, that's part of the program. Okay. So back to what I was saying though, like we just want to make sure that the categories, we do have these broken down into those three categories, that administration, fundraising, and program. But today we're talking about the fundraising side of things. So when you're looking at those categories, we're going to bundle them together so that it's really easy for you to see what it costs for us to raise those dollars. Now, I am a former event planner, right? Like I spent a lot of time doing my fundraising in events. In 2020, we have modified a lot of our events, moved things online, turned things into major gifts, started to have more one-on-one conversations. So some of your dollars might shift from event fundraising over into individuals, corporations, organizations, and those line items will be on your budget. So as you're talking through this and you're thinking through how are we going to raise these dollars, what what buckets are they going to come from? That's You're going to have your revenue side and then you're going to have your expenses side for that. So create those groups and then bundle your expenses into groups. All right. Then obviously number five, we want to total all the categories. How much are we raising in, in you know our revenue and how much are we spending in our expenses so that these are equal? We want a zero-based budget. We want to know where every single dollar goes. Now, if you guys do raise above and beyond, you can then have, okay, after this budget is cleared up and we've we fulfilled every dollar on this budget, the next dollars that we bring in, they're going to go to A, B, and C. And maybe those are projects. Maybe those are categories that, hey, if we can fulfill fulfill our base budget. These are the things that we would love to do. And you can share that with your donors. You can share that with prospective donors so that they know, hey, we've got a vision that far exceeds our bare, this basic budget that we're we're running from. But here's what happens when you actually do all this that I'm talking about. You create those categories, you have those groups, you're having the conversation with the donor you are mentally prepared to sp- to spew out as i spew to you know to share those numbers at any given moment 
And I cannot tell you how many times I have a conversation with somebody and I say, how much is it going to cost to do that project? How much is it going to cost for you to hire that person or to pay for that facility that you guys are going to use? And they are just humming and hawing and don't know the answer. And that is a problem because I immediately know you haven't thought through this enough. You have, you are not actually prepared to receive these dollars. Now, if you are in a position where you're like, okay, we're raising that hundred thousand dollars. I know exactly where every dollar is going to go. I, you know, as soon as this money comes in, we're doing this, this, and this. And that just gives your donor confidence that you are the best place for them to, to give their dollars to. And that obviously is a win for your organization and for your cause. So we want to make sure that those categories, all that stuff is just on a sheet of paper, you know, on a spreadsheet, and you're able to really process all this information. Okay. Number six, after you've got your categories already taken care of, then obviously, we take action. Now we do what the budget says. We follow the plan. We stay at or under each of those line items. Now, here's one thing that I want you to understand is that you created this thing. So it's yours. You put the numbers on the sheet of paper. Nobody is going to come after you and say, oh my gosh, John, you spent a dollar too much in that category and not enough over here. You know, and so Number seven, so number six is to to take action and to stay at or under those line items. But number seven is you can make edits. You can you can change things. If you end up spending more in one area and you're spending less in another, it's your budget. You can make those changes. So whether you're doing this for your personal budget or whether you're doing this for your organization or mission, ministry you can make those edits as needed. Now, if you're working with a large scale organization, everybody had to have approval, everybody okayed everything. Obviously those edits are going to be modified as, you know, based on your organization. But I want you to see that this thing is ever evolving. It's ever, it's fluid. And when you put stuff on paper and you start to find out that it's like, well, I could cut this over here and actually shift those funds over here. That's okay. (laughs) Like that's more than okay for you to be able to do that. That. I just want to give you permission to modify your budget as needed to best fulfill your mission, best fulfill and, and be you know a good steward of the donations that are coming into your cause. So as you're going through each of these, you know, steps that I shared with you, making sure that you really assess where you're where you're at, make sure you know where your priorities are. You, you get through and you do those real set those realistic goals, create the categories, total the categories, take action and then make edits as needed. So those are the seven things that I just wanted to share with you as you're building out your budget and as you're thinking through your budget and your line items, how can we be the most efficient? How can we be the most effective at raising funds? And really when it comes down to it, if you know your numbers, you will be trusted more. And I find this as I work with organizations, as I give to organizations and to individuals, I feel so much more confident and comfortable in my giving, and it makes me want to give more when I know that they have their stuff together, (laughs) when I know that they're really smart about how every dollar is being spent and they know where every dollar is going to go. And so some of this homework that I'm telling you to do, this, you know, creating this budget that actually works for you is that you know where your money is going. This is how every personal finance, you know, 
leader out there is teaching is just saying, know where your money is and know where you want to spend it and make sure that the dollars go where you want them to go. Don't just fly by the seat of your pants and hope by the end of the year, you've got enough money and you're able to pay your bills. That is the worst way to run a personal or an organizational budget. The worst way, right? That is ridiculous. We would never allow our children or the people that we oversee or give advice to, we would never allow them to do that. So why would we allow that for ourselves and the causes that we care so much about? So I want you to be intentional. I want you to create that plan based on logical information. I know money gets people in a really weird emotional state, especially when it's a personal budget, especially when it's yours. So many of you are running organizations that maybe you founded or that you have, you just have this personal connection to that's so different than you maybe working for someone else or you working for an organization. There's different emotional connections to the numbers. Now, I'll be honest, I, I, never had a really intense personal relationship with the numbers on the paper. They were just numbers. They were numbers. They were facts. And when the numbers got on the sheet of paper, it was it was factual. This is how much this costs. This is how much we need to bring in. And then when I had those conversations, I felt really, really good about telling them, I've done my research and I know we're getting the best price on this because I've gotten bids for it. I've talked to many organ- you know, individuals to make sure that we knew that we were spending this money wisely. And the same goes for you. When you go through this, do your homework, make sure that every line item that you've gone through and had conversations with people to find out, are we getting the best price for that? Could we get it donated in kind? Does it have to be cash? Now, there are plenty of times where I was creating my budget and I had line items on this budget that just made me cringe because I was so upset that I could not get that item donated. I couldn't get that service taken care of. And it was purely because they were, it was supply and demand. I had to pay that price for it. But I knew when I had the conversation with a potential donor, I knew that I could tell them with confidence, guys, I have tried everything to try and get that line item eliminated. And if you know of anyone who can help us, I would love to have a conversation with them. So then it allowed me to start knocking down some of those expenses. And as you guys know, I've talked about this before that in-kind donations are way easier to get than cash. You know, when you're asking somebody for a cup of sugar versus a dollar bill to go buy the sugar, most likely somebody's going to give you that sugar long before they're going to give you their cash to go buy the sugar. So as you're talking to people, this is where this budget will just become top of mind for you. So you know how to have these conversations and what line items you can start to eliminate. So I hope today's conversation is helpful for you. I have been doing budgets, obviously, my for my entire adult life, <laughs> but I, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of the personal budget as well. I, I line item every single thing that my husband and I spend. I go through every single thing in our budget, make sure that they correlate and that I know where all the dollars are going. I use a couple different programs out there just, just to give you some tips here is I do use mint.com. Some people don't feel super comfortable using an online program, but I have absolutely loved it. It has been really efficient for me because I have everything coming into one location. It allows me to see my expenses, my business, my income, the whole thing in, in one location. Other people 
really like Dave Ramsey's program, Every Dollar. You know, each of these programs have free, you know, free services up to a certain amount. I know Every Dollar does charge you to link your accounts over. Mint.com does not. So that's why I kind of, I like that one because it's, it's all free. Now they do shove credit card advertisements your way. So just an FYI, you might have to just, just ignore them, just click through all that stuff. But when it comes to organizational funding and your budgets and that, I I wouldn't use one of these programs for your nonprofit organization. In that case, I would be using your database programs. This is where you can start to find trends. This is where all your dollars are coming in. So use those database programs that are out there. There's just so many of them. I have a hard time recommending too many of them, but I do, I mean, I personally like stewardship, technology.com. I'll make sure that there's a link in the show notes here. We have a partner with them to where it only it only costs you 10 bucks to work with them. So if you're interested in that, I'll make sure that there's a link in the show notes for the application to that program. Other than that, I mean, really in the end, I know so many people just use Excel spreadsheets and that seems to work really well for them. So if an Excel spreadsheet works for you, go for it. <laughs> do not feel like you have to, you know, use elaborate programs that are out there. So I do want to provide, I do want to give you guys one last resource before we wrap up today. Day. I am going to be doing a free training here on the 15th of December. And this free training is specifically for faith-based organizations and ministry leaders. So if that is you, join me on the 15th. I will make sure that there's a link in the show notes. But this training is going to be talking about just some fundraising secrets beyond the budget that you guys can be thinking about as we move into 2021. Now, these are tried and true seven things that have worked for other organizations. They're what I'm seeing out there. Uh, in 2020. This is all new information. So be sure to join me for that free training on the 15th. And like I said, I'll have the link in the show notes for you to join in. If you are a part of an organization that, you know, you're raising a personal budget and then you've got a sending organization or an oversight organization, please share this information with them so that they can uh, join us as well. I'll be sure that you guys get this in your inbox. If you're following me, I'll be sure that you get the link in an email for me. So, but between now and the next time we chat, guys, I just want to make sure that you are really intentional about your budget. You're intentional about these conversations that you're having with individuals and with corporations, with your organizations like churches and clubs. I want to make sure that they know that you are the best use of their dollars. You are a good steward. You're going to take care of their dollars and you're going to be a partner with them as you move into 2021. So that's really all any of us want as donors, right? Think about your own personal budget. And as you're giving to causes that you care about, all you want is to feel like you're a part of something bigger and that you're in partnership in this thing to eliminate or to fix or whatever that is to transform lives. You want to be a part of something bigger like that. And all you're looking for is transparency. All you're looking for is just making sure that they're doing everything that you would want done when it comes to that cause. So, all right, on that note, I just appreciate you guys so much. I know that you're working hard as you wrap up the year end. I know I, if you missed the episode a couple weeks ago, I talked about your year end support letter and making sure that year end appeal is, is sent out in the month of December. So if you haven't done that, definitely go back into those previous episodes and check that out. But in the meantime, I hope to see you on the 15th at this free training. We are going to spend an hour together and I 
I'm just going to invest and dump, you know, really great information for you as you move into 2021. So, all right, if you guys need anything, please do not hesitate to reach out. Check out maryvaloney.com. I've got some free resources there for you as well, and I will see you very soon. Hope you guys have a great week. Let's go change the world one volunteer and one dollar at a time. 